coming up on Locked On Dodgers, the Dodgers offense was unable to get anything going even after Max Scherzer, Max Scherzer abruptly left the game early. We're going to talk about the Dodgers losing the rubber match with the Mets, talk about Scherzer's situation, and then we're going to dive into the situations at shortstop and catcher for the Dodgers. That's what's on tap. So let's get Locked On Dodgers. You are Locked On Dodgers. Your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Dodger fans, this is Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, this show is free and available on all podcast platforms and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Or even better, go ahead and subscribe wherever you're watching and listening right now, and then you can be an everydayer just like we are. If this is your first time with us, I am Jeff Snyder. My normal co-host is Vince Semperio, although it's just me today. Vince and I are both lifelong Dodger fans, just like you are. We've also both spent time covering the Dodgers in the press box and the locker room. So we're not quite insiders, but we bring you the smart fans perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. And with that said, let's jump on in. And uh, Dodgers lost again on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, they lost five to three. It, it was a frustrating game at times. You know, the, the Dodgers had some chances to score that they didn't capitalize on. Shelby Miller picked a bad time to have his first game. He hadn't allowed a run all season for the Dodgers, and unfortunately, in the top of the ninth with the Dodgers trailing three to two, he allowed two runs, so they were down five to two, and then leading off the bottom of the ninth, David Peralta hit his first home run as a Dodger, which would have tied the game at three, except that the Mets were now at five. Uh, we did get to see Brandon Nimmo running around the bases. I don't know if any of you noticed that, but uh, uh, go pull up the, the replay of, of Wednesday's game, the top of the ninth inning, and when they show the the replay of the two-run double by Mark Canna. You can see Brandon Nimmo uh, running around the bases, uh, rounding third, and it just looks very funny. Uh, so between uh, Brandon Nimmo and Pete Alonzo, I think the Mets have, might have the two funniest runners in baseball, uh, especially now that Rich Hill doesn't get to run the bases anymore. Um, but it was, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I had to find things to laugh at because the game itself wasn't that great. And, you know, we... we like I said, the Dodgers had some opportunities, including loading the bases against Max Scherzer in the first inning. They weren't able to capitalize, and uh, they had base runners in other innings that they they were never really able to get the job done. They did get a few runs across, uh, but ultimately couldn't get the job done. And even though Max Scherzer only went three innings, uh, you, you would have hoped that they could have got more going. They didn't score off Scherzer. They did score in the first inning that Scherzer was out of the game. Uh, but then they didn't score again until the eighth. And uh, overall, just pretty frustrating. The Scherzer situation was pretty weird. Uh, he left under, you know, I, I said on yesterday's episode, I hope that he would leave the game early. And maybe Phil Cuzzy is a listener to Locked on Dodgers uh, because he, uh, he he made my wish come true in a way. Uh, I hope they'd knock him out because they had scored a bunch of runs on him. Uh, knocking him out after three innings without any runs scored isn't quite what I had in mind. But Max Scherzer got ejected for a sticky stuff violation. And Scherzer, it's a weird situation. Scherzer insists it was just swat, sweat and rosin, which is legal according to the rules. Uh, although even, even rosin, it's 
it's a weirdly worded rule that says you're not allowed to discolor the ball with anything, including rosin. So obviously you're allowed to use rosin because they have a rosin back out there on the mound. Uh, but there, there are still limits and Phil Cuzzy, it was after the second inning, I guess. Uh, yeah, I think after the second inning, they checked Scherzer's hand. Uh, Phil Cuzzy thought that it was too sticky, told me he needed to go in and wash it off. When he came back out for the third inning, they checked it. Uh, the hand was okay, but they checked his glove and they said, oh, you need a different glove. So Scherzer got a different glove. Uh, and then when he came back out for the fourth inning, they decided to check him again. And uh, the hand was back to being very sticky. And according to the umpires, this was stickiness that went beyond normal stickiness. It was, uh, according to the umpires, it was, Phil Cuzzi was the first base ump and Dan Bellino was the home plate ump. They both said it was the stickiest hand they've felt all season. Um, and, you know, they both implied and maybe even came right out and said that uh, that it was stickier than than rosin would make it basically so that was a there they didn't quite come out and say max scherzer is lying but they kind of came out and said max scherzer is lying i'm trying to pull up the quote right now i should have done that before i uh started reading it uh here's what dan bellino said uh so uh Cuzzy felt the stickiness and thought that it was worthy of being ejected but he called uh, Bellino over two for a second opinion. Bellino says that's when we realized the level of stickiness on his hand was much worse than it was even in the initial inspection that had taken place two innings prior. So following the proper protocols, Phil immediately recognized it. Phil then asked me to come in and verify that the hand was too sticky. Both Phil and I touched his hand. As far as stickiness, level of stickiness, this was the stickiest that it has been since I've been inspecting hands, which now goes back three seasons. Compared to the first inning, the level of stickiness, it was so sticky that when we touched his hand, our fingers were sticking to his hand, and whatever was on there remained on our fingers afterwards for a couple innings where you could still feel that the fingers were sticking together. So it was far more than we had ever seen before on a pitcher in live action. Uh, and that's... a. Uh, it, it's uh, the fact that the umpire said that his fingers were still sticking together two innings after touching Scherzer's hand. I, I don't know if sweat and rosin would do that. Uh, it, it's maybe it would. Um, but, uh, and Phil Cuzzy, what he said, he told a reporter uh, that, Oh no, he said that he told Scherzer and Showalter, it doesn't matter to us what it is. Uh, and this article in The Athletic says that's because from the umpire's perspective, the substance was stickier than anything they had felt this season. The umpires believed they gave Scherzer two chances to clean it up, and they felt as though he did not. Uh, Bellino also said, when we check these pitchers' hands, we know what the rosin typically feels like on a pitcher's hand because everyone's using the same rosin bag. So it's really important to understand that when they claim it's just rosin, because we check every pitcher every single game, we're accustomed to, to what the rosin residue will be on a pitcher's hand. The fact that this went so much further was indicative that there was something likely more than just rosin, something that was so sticky that whatever it was, it was all over the palm. It was up on the inside of the fingers. The entire hand was stickier than anything that we had inspected before. And more importantly, it was worse than it was in the second inning when he told us that he, when he was told that he had to wash his hand, it's, uh, you know, they're basically saying Scherzer's lying. I don't know. I mean, Scherzer, Seemed pretty sincere. I mean, he swore on the lives of his children or something that that it was just sweat and rosin. 
regardless of what it is, I think this is going to lead to a suspension for Scherzer because Major League Baseball kind of this year, they said zero tolerance. If you get ejected for a sticky stuff violation, it's an automatic suspension. Uh, I know in the past they've, they've looked at, uh, you know, they've analyzed the glove or whatever, see what's on it uh, before they make those determinations. But I think it's an automatic suspension and that would be rough for the Mets. They're already shorthanded in the pitching department. Uh, they wouldn't even be able to replace Scherzer on the roster. They'd have to play a man short for those 10 games. It would be a big deal. Uh, and, and that's what Bellino said. He said, we understand the re repercussions of removing a pitcher for the game. We take that very seriously. And with the training that we've been given by Major League Baseball to check to make sure that it's not a legal substance, this was clearly something that went too far over the line. According to the umpires, it was clear. According to Scherzer, he was within the rules. It's an interesting situation. It, it's, it's weird, and it hasn't happened much. It's very similar to the Domingo Herman situation with the Yankees and Twins last week uh, when they did make Domingo Herman wash his hands a couple times, and uh, Twins manager Rocco Baldelli didn't like that they that Herman wasn't ejected. Uh, instead, Baldelli got Baldelli got himself ejected. I, I don't know. I I have no idea what to think. Uh, you know, I wasn't there. I didn't feel Max Scherzer's hand. I've never felt Max Scherzer's hand, sticky or otherwise. Uh, but I think he's going to be suspended, and it's a. I, I think this won't be the last we hear of this. I think it's going to be. Kind of a big deal because Max Scherzer is kind of a big deal. Uh, so anyway, that was unfortunately the most notable thing to come out of the Dodger game on Wednesday because the Dodgers didn't hit and they lost. Uh, Noah Syndergaard actually pitched pretty well, as well as we could have hoped. He allowed just a two-run homer to Brandon Nimmo. Other than that, he he pitched really well. So I'm going to come back in a minute. I'm going to talk about the ever-changing shortstop situation for the Dodgers and how it's likely to continue changing. So please keep it locked on Dodgers. Hey, something exciting is coming to Built.com on April 22nd. I don't have all the details yet, but the excitement is real and it's something you won't want to miss. If you know how Built works, they have the most incredible protein bars in the world and they do these amazing flavor drops with unreal flavors in limited quantity. So mark your calendars and head to Built.com on Saturday, April 22nd. That's coming up. That's this Saturday. Be one of the first to discover what all the hype is about. Set in a, a reminder on your phone. Do something so that you remember to check it out in, in on two days from now, this Saturday. Go to build.com. Find out what it's all about. I guarantee you're going to want to see it. I can't wait to see what this new flavor is. I hope it's as good as that cookie dough chunk stuff. Whatever it is, though, if you order some, make sure to use promo code LOCKEDON15, and you will get 15% off your order. And that's every order. So always use code LOCKEDON15. All right, I am back. I want to thank you all for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. Remember, the Dodgers take on the Cubs in their series opener at Wrigley Field today at 4.40 p.m. Pacific. You might be driving home from work at that time, but you can catch every pitch of the Dodgers' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM Channel 175 or search for Dodgers on the SXM app. And I want to thank you everydayers for being with us Every day. That's where the name comes from. It's not hard to figure out. I got a message from Mike Markham on Twitter. Mike is an everydayer in Oregon. He actually discovered the Dodgers when he was eight years old. He got a radio for his birthday, and he discovered that in the evenings he could pick up a radio station coming from way down in Bakersfield, California, that played Vin Scully calling Dodger games. And Mike was captivated by Vin and his voice, and he's been a Dodger fan for over 50 years now. I can only assume that Mike finds 
me just as captivating as Vin, and that's why he is an everydayer. Uh, he didn't say that part, but it <laughs> seems like a safe assumption. Either way, thank you, Mike. Thank you, all you everydayers. We love hearing from you guys. We appreciate you. And if you're not an everydayer, become an everydayer. It's really easy. Just start listening or watching every day. Then you're an everydayer. And uh, it, it's a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoy it. Let's talk about the shortstop situation for the Dodgers. You know, Luke Williams started at shortstop on Wednesday. We talked yesterday about how it, uh, they had said that Mookie Betts would likely be the starting shortstop on Wednesday. That ended up not happening. Mookie was not yet activated from the paternity list. As I'm recording this at 11.45 p.m. Mountain Time uh, on Wednesday night, Mookie still hasn't been reinstated from the paternity list. Uh, and, and so we don't know what, don't know if he'll be back today, Thursday, uh, or not. Uh, but Miguel Rojas went on the injured list on Wednesday and Yanni Hernandez got called up. He actually got his first at bat as a Dodger, grounded out to second, second base. Mookie will be back from paternity leave soon. And it still seems likely that he will get time at shortstop. Uh, nothing has changed in that plan. Uh, Yanni Hernandez will probably get sent back down to the minors when Mookie comes back. And it seems like with Rojas out that Williams will get to stick around for a little while and probably be the backup and the utility guy while Rojas is out. Uh, Williams hasn't done anything for the Dodgers yet, uh, but he did hit well in AAA uh, so far this year. And, you know, he's putting the bat on the ball. Uh, so, you know, we'll see how much playing time he gets. Uh, he he can play a few different positions. So he, he may bounce around and be kind of that utility infielder role. Uh, Chris Taylor pinch ran on Wednesday. We don't really know how his side is doing. We know that apparently they trust him to run faster than JD Martinez, which, uh, let's face it. It's not saying a whole lot, uh, but by getting in a game that restarts his, his clock, uh, if they want to backdate an IL stint, if they do end up putting him, him on the IL, uh, you, you can only backdate it back to the last time he played. So he now played. So, uh, that means that if he goes on the on the IL, it'll be at least 10 days from now before he's ready to come back. Uh, Mookie really might become the everyday shortstop, at least for a while. And uh, that's, it's something I'm excited about. You know, I mentioned this yesterday that I, I feel like it is, unless you believe that the shortstop position for the Dodgers is cursed, uh, you know, because Gavin Lux got hurt and then, Miguel Rojas got hurt, and then Chris Taylor got hurt, and et cetera, et cetera. It's kind of like the defense against the dark arts uh, class at Hogwarts that it seems to be cursed, get a new one every week or so. Hopefully that won't happen with Mookie. Luckily, I don't believe in curses, uh, except in the Harry Potter books. Uh, but in real life, in baseball, I don't believe in curses. So uh, I think Mookie could be a pretty darn good shortstop, and it lets you put offense at the shortstop position that the Dodgers haven't had yet this year, lets you uh, keep James Outman in the lineup more often uh, in the outfield. And, and all in all, it, it looks, uh, I, it seems like a pretty good solution to me. I think the offense is going to pick up once Mookie and Smith are both back. Uh, you, there's definitely a big difference between a lineup without Mookie Betts and Will Smith and a lineup with them. And so getting them back, will be a major boon for the offense. They'll still have bad games once in a while, but uh, I think a lot of what we've seen the last, uh, you know, the last week almost, I guess it's been a week that Will Smith hasn't played. I think Will Smith is a very important part of this offense. And obviously Mookie Betts is an important part too. And we've had been without him for a couple of games. 
you know, hopefully the offense will click, we'll get everybody healthy, everybody back and, and start to get the real Dodger offense going because they're now nine and 10, you know, it's still early, but it's less early than it was a couple of days ago. Uh, still more early than it'll be a couple of days from now. That's how time works. But uh, I hope the Dodgers can start snapping out of this pretty soon. We don't really know. We don't have an update yet on when Will Smith will be back. Uh, he's eligible to come off the injured list today, Thursday, for the series opener in Chicago. We don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, but w- whenever it does, I'll be happy to have him back. Uh, he may take – I doubt that he'll need a rehab stint. Uh, but, you know, it, it may take him a game or two to get his get his timing back and everything. Uh, we probably shouldn't expect him to be a world beater immediately. But it'll be nice to have him back whenever he is back. Obviously, when it comes to concussions, you don't want to rush anything. You want them to – Will Smith's long, long-term health is very important, and I don't want him, want him rushing back. And as a dad, I don't want Mookie rushing back either, whatever is needed. I think the the time limit for the paternity list is three days. So at most, uh, Mookie would be back on Friday uh, because – and we still haven't heard – as of Wednesday night, if Brianna had the baby yet or not, uh, don't really know. Haven't heard any details. So we don't know if Mookie will be back or not. Uh, but whenever he does come back, I think he'll play shortstop. When Will Smith comes back, he will be the starting catcher. And both of those things will be good for the Dodgers offense. Speaking of the catching situation, uh, when we come back, I'm going to talk about the catching situation for the Dodgers, specifically the backup catching role, because I think it is getting – at least a little bit interesting between what's happening in Los Angeles and what's happening in Oklahoma City. So there's some stuff to talk about there. So thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. And please keep it Locked On Dodgers. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, I am back. I want to thank you again for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen every weekday morning. also want to remind you the Dodgers start their series with the Cubs at 440 this afternoon, L.A. time, and you can listen to every pitch on SiriusXM or the SXM app by searching for Dodgers. You can also find this podcast on the SXM app by searching for Locked On Dodgers. Every time I read an ad, like I've done a few times so far this episode, I think of that scene in Annie when Daddy Warbucks is uh, putting out a call for for Annie's parents. And at the end, he's, you know, he's reading the ad and he's reading all the parts and parentheses, drop page. And then when he's done, he says, did I just read a commercial? That's what I always want to say every time I read an ad, but I never do. Uh, But now, you know, I want to. So let's talk about the catcher situation for the Dodgers. Obviously, Will Smith is the starter when he comes back. You know, we talk a lot about Diego Cartaya and even Dalton rushing, but Hunter Fiducia is hitting really well at AAA right now. Uh, Hunter Fiducia, you've probably, you probably know the name. He, we, he got a decent amount of playing time this spring, uh, during spring training. 
because Will Smith and Austin Barnes were both off playing in the World Baseball Classic. So Hunter Fiducia got a lot of playing time and, and did pretty well. Well, he's doing even better in AAA right now. He's batting 438 with a 1440 OPS in 11 games so far. He's got a 596 on base percentage, 844 slugging percentage, four homers and a double among his 14 hits. He also has 14 walks and just nine strikeouts in 47 plate appearances. And on the flip side, Austin Barnes, as you may have heard, is not playing well. He has one hit. He is, yeah, he he's not hitting the ball at all. And really Barnes, you know, 2017, he was a very good hitter. Uh, since then, he's been somewhere between uh, passable and awful. Uh, last year, he was decent, uh, decent for a backup catcher. But uh, offensively, Austin Barnes has been kind of offensive. Uh, it, it, it's not good. Uh, he's still a team leader. Obviously, he still handles the pitching staff well, but he hasn't hit at all, and he's a liability when it comes to trying to throw out base stealers. He just doesn't have the arm, and with you know, especially with the Dodgers having so many pitchers who are slow to the plate, with the bigger base bases, the bigger leads, uh, Austin Barnes is not going to have success throwing out base stealers. The hard part is he's under contract this year and next year with a team option for 2025. So the Dodgers aren't going to just dump Austin Barnes. Uh, even if, you know, the, the contract is one of the reasons. He's also very popular with his teammates. He's obviously Kershaw's personal catcher a lot of the time. Um, Barnes is a very popular guy. And he, I think he is valuable in the clubhouse. I think his... Uh, Game planning is valuable, but on the field, he's just, I don't know that he's worth having around. And so I wonder, and this is just me wondering out loud, and I'm allowed to wonder this because uh, what I'm about to say might technically about be against MLB rules uh, if they did it exactly the way I'm saying. And so they wouldn't do it exactly the way I'm saying, but I can speculate on how they might skirt the rules. I wonder if they might get to the point where they encourage Austin Barnes to, you know, develop a sore knee or something so he can spend some time on the injured list and let Hunter Fiducia come up and be the backup catcher for a while. You know, Fiducia, if he played twice a week, you know, get Will Smith in at DH one of those times or something, uh, you know, and give Fiducia a chance to hit in the big leagues. Obviously, th there's downsides to that because Fiducia can play regularly in triple a and uh, that's better for his development uh but he's 25 years old he's not as young as some of the other guys it's not i know not that he's not a prospect he's turned himself into a, a decent little prospect um but he's not a young prospect and uh you know he's not making top prospect lists and so the development thing i don't know that it uh, he might get just as much from being in the major league environment being around the major league pitching staffs as he would from getting regular playing time in AAA. I don't know for sure. Another hiccup in this plan, though, is that Fiducia isn't on the 40-man roster, so they'd have to, you know, DFA Austin wins or something, uh, unless Austin Barnes' phantom injury was serious enough that they could justify putting him on the 60-day IL. Um, at that point, you might actually have to, you know, hire uh, – I can't remember her name now – not Nancy Kerrigan, the other ice skater. What was her name? Uh, wow. 
That's weird. I, I, I've known her name every minute of my life since the mid nineties, except for right now, Tanya Harding. There it is. Uh, you might have to hire her ex-husband to, to actually take out Austin Barnes. And I know that's against the rules of baseball and the rules of, of jurisprudence. Uh, but you know, a 60 day IL stint for Barnes or somebody would open up a spot. Uh, but you know, the re fiducia not being on the 40 man is why they didn't call him up this week when Will Smith got here. It's why they went with Austin wins instead. Uh, because you know, if they're going to put him on the 40 man roster, they need to be pretty sure about keeping him up in the big leagues for a while. If they're going to do that, you know, the reason they went with the wins instead of fiducia, uh, this week was because they wanted somebody they could safely DFA after a week or whatever it is when Smith comes back. And they're not going to want Fiducia on the 40-man roster this year unless he's going to be in the big leagues a lot of the time. And that's that's not going to happen with Austin Barnes around. The roster isn't big enough to go with three catchers. Uh, I don't think Fiducia plays anywhere other than uh, – yeah, he's just a catcher. Uh, bats left, throws right, I guess theoretically. Yeah, you know he doesn't play anywhere else. And so it's not like he could be that third catcher who – can also play somewhere else. He's just he's just a catcher. And so he's not going to be on the roster while Austin Barnes is. And I would never root for an injury for anybody. Uh, especially, I, I like Austin Barnes. Uh, I, I like him as a person. I like him as a player. I like a lot of things about Austin Barnes. I'm not convinced Austin Barnes. I, I think he's going to hit better than he has hit so far. I'm not convinced that he's going to hit enough to to deserve that roster spot, you know? Um, and so part of me would really like to see what Fiducia can do. And I, I don't think Fiducia would bat 438 in the big leagues with a 1440 OPS, uh, just like Luke Williams hasn't continued to tear up the ball like he was in AAA. Uh, one thing we've learned the last few years is that AAA and major leagues are very, very different. We saw that with all those guys in 2021. DJ Peters and Luke Rayley and Zach McKinstry, not Zach McKinstry, Zach Rex, uh, those guys who hit well in AAA and then didn't hit well or at all in the big leagues. Uh, and so, but I don't know, Fiducia, his role, it strikes me as a guy who could potentially be a solid backup catcher. And like I said, they have Barnes in a contract for the next couple of years. So might not be realistic, but I wonder how much they're thinking about this as as Barnes continues to struggle. So anyway, it was something I was thinking about today, watching Austin Wins get the start and uh, you know not do anything again. He did have a, a two-run double in his first at-bat with the Dodgers. Uh, I, I'm not super optimistic about Austin, Austin Wins being anything special. Uh, I think Hunter Fiducia might be a, a solid backup catcher in the big leagues. And I'm not opposed to the idea of figuring out a way to make that happen sooner than later is what I'm saying. So I think that's going to do it for me for today. Um, I want to thank you all for making us your first listen, Locked on Dodgers. Uh, we've been doing this every day for over four years now, about four years in a month. And we really appreciate uh, those of you who are with us every day, our everydayers. Uh, we do this for you. Uh, you. If you're not an everydayer, we do it for you too. But uh Coming every day, you know. Also, remember if you're commuting this afternoon when the Dodgers and Cubs start at 4:40 p.m., you can tune your SiriusXM radio to channel 175, or you can search Dodgers on the SXM app. It is the easiest way to catch the hometown broadcast. You can 
find us on Instagram and on Twitter at Locked on Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince Semperio. I am on Twitter at Snydog, and the DMs are open in all of those places. You can email us, LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com, anytime you want, day or night, because that's how email works. You can also send us a voicemail or a text message at 323-863-LOCK-5625. And again, that also, don't worry, that doesn't actually ring anywhere. So you want to call and leave a voicemail, do it anytime. Send a text. Don't worry, it's not going to wake me up. You can do that at 3 a.m. if that's what you want to do. However you want to reach out to us, we love hearing from you. So reach out to us anytime for any reason. You, uh, We want to thank you again for making Lockdown Dodge your first listen every weekday morning. Anytime I try to say this different, I mess it up. But I'll tell you this, we are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you tomorrow.